Welcome to the Jam Catch-Up with Janelle and Sam. This week we spoke to Brickman. He's packing bricks. Ryan McNaught from the Wonders of the World exhibition. <laughs> and we asked you, what's not as good as it used to be, huh? What's, what's, what's changed? Welcome to the Saturday Morning Show for everyone in Perth. The Jam. With Janelle and Sam. Well, as a long-legged, gangly kid, I would spend hours, you know, sitting on the lounge room with my Legos spread all over the floor, much <laughs> to Dad's chagrin, uh, with the building blocks, and I, I would just build whatever came to mind, you I know? imagine as a long-legged, gangly adult, you do the same. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I still do it. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we still build stuff. In fact, my wife loves a bit of the Lego. and yeah. But as a kid, I just dreamed of one day being... A master builder. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you <laughs> I just did a dance. Uh, but today we have a man who has actually got my childhood dream, a master builder, Ryan the Brickman McNaught. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ryan. Welcome to the jam. Now you are a master builder. You are a Lego mastermind. And tell me, when was the last time you walked barefoot anywhere? Uh, OH&S dictates, of course, that we don't do that. So, uh, no, no, we're well and truly covered in that department. Thank you very much. Uh, so you've got the um, the Perth Convention Centre. You're having a, uh, what would you call it, the Wonders of the World Brick uh, Lego Exhibition? Yeah, to give you a bit of paint, a bit of a mental Yeah, picture, go on, do I that. Want, I want you to think two B-double semi-trailers full of Lego. Oh, my goodness. That's... So you're talking millions of bricks. We've got a couple of million bricks worth of models and a couple of million bricks for people to play with and build their own stuff too. So, uh, yeah, quite a lot of Lego. Wow. That's a lot of Lego. That's a lot of Christmases right there. And the exhibition is the wonders of the world. So we're talking Mount Rushmore. We're talking pyramids. We're talking... Uh, yeah, Statue of David, Arc de Triomphe, uh, the Concords there. Kind of, you name it, anything that's kind of spectacular, we've tried to make it out of Lego. I assume you flew to all of those places for research, right? <laughs> well, if the tax man's listening, absolutely, that's the case. Uh, <laughs> um, I do have one. Uh, we were over last year and um, some little kids over there were pestering why I didn't have anything from Perth in there, right, in our Ooh, last exhibition. Right. So I was a bit like, oh, well, what, you know, what are we going to make? So I ended up making Australia 2. So we've got a giant Australia 2 there as well. Great. With a big picture of, of Bondi holding up the trophy too. So that's my equivalent of, of awesome Lego in Perth. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. Um, is there a bucket list of Lego that you still haven't gotten to? Like obviously I, for me it was the Millennium Falcon and when I finally built it, I'm like, okay, I can, I can hang up my Master Builder gloves <laughs> right now. Do you have a bucket list? I do, quite a long one, actually. And when you get to my age, you get a little bit old and you get a bit forgetful. So I have to write them down. So I've got this, this big, long list of, of really cool stuff that I want to make. And fortunately, the good thing is working with so many kids all the time, they always come up to me and give me new ideas. Mm. So I'm, I'm forever adding to the list, never quite getting to the end of it. Now, Ryan, I always, Sam and I both have young kids and we have an infestation of Lego, I mean collection <laughs> of Lego at our, at our homes. Tell me, have you heard of any great ways for regular Lego owners to uh, to house their Lego? You're not OCD by any chance, are you? Maybe a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I mean... The, the correct answer is, and I learned this from a very young age, the correct answer to store your Lego is however mum tells you to store your Lego. Uh. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the correct answer. So I don't want to cause any disputes in the family. But 
The way we do it uh, in our workshop, which is very different to home, by the way, my kids just have their Lego everywhere like everybody else. But in our workshop, we just get those clear tackle boxes, you know, the boxes with the little compartments. Yes. Yeah. And, and we sort like crazy with those. So that's what we do at work. But at home, all we do is we have an old sheet and all the Lego just sits on a sheet. And then when we come around with the vacuum cleaner, we just lift the corners of the sheet up and take the Lego away. Ah, a sheet. That's a great one. Yeah, Genius. Well, well, one, one, one lady uh, met a couple of years ago, She quite funny, she said to me that she charges her kids 20 cents for every piece that gets sucked up in the vacuum cleaner. Brilliant. Right? <laughs> So uh, that would be an instant bankruptcy for my kids. That would work. Oh, Ryan, you are truly a legend. Uh, Thanks so much for bringing the uh, Wonders of the World Lego exhibition to us. People can get tickets at Ticketek, and the show uh, finishes up on the 30th of July. Yeah, Uh, next weekend. Great. Well, have a good one. Thanks for coming, and uh, we'll speak to you next time. No worries. Brick on. (laughs) (laughs) This is The Jab. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a like a grumpy old old man, okay? But I'm gonna for a little while, if you don't mind. All right, is that okay? Go for it. As long the, as you do the voice. <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, the other day I went. <laughs> no, you see, it was a Tuesday. It was a nice day. I mean, it was a good day for a walk. And I went out. I went down the shop and I got myself a sausage roll from my local butcher. And I, I mentioned my local sausage butcher. Sausage roll from the butcher. Yeah, they, you mean baker? No, I mean butcher. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, see, this is the difference, I think, between a good sausage roll and a bad sausage roll. So my butcher, obviously, they deal in meat. And they made a sausage roll, which is all about the meat and the sausage. And they sell them pre-cooked. Uh, sorry, not pre-cooked. Uh, so you cook them yourself. Right. Yeah. Raw. Raw. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Raw, like Katy Perry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and, I, and I cooked up this sausage roll. Like, I just need a quick snack. And it was delicious. It was incredible. It was that, that moment I had where I went, oh, that's right. This is what sausage rolls are supposed to taste like. And so I got on a bit of a sausage roll binge, you know, and the, two days later I'm at the, at the servo and I went, I'll just, I'll get myself a sausage roll. It's perfect, yeah. And it was a completely different thing. Mm. I, I don't know how much actual sausage, actual meat there was in this sausage roll. Right. Yeah. I, I won't name who the producer was, but it rhymes with Gliss's clacks. Uh, <laughs> But the, the pastry on the outside was okay, but what was <laughs> – I think I've killed Janelle. <laughs> but what was in the middle was essentially just grey, pinkish, more bread. Meat of dubious origin. I don't think there was a lot of meat in there. And I th- and then I started doing a little bit of research. So I went, all right, I'm going to see what sausage rolls are like out there. And I started eating sausage rolls regularly, and I've, I've yet to find one as good as the butcher. Right. Except for the occasional roadhouse sausage roll. If you travel down south and you hit a roadhouse, every once in a while there'll be somebody down there go, yeah, no, nah, try one of those sausage rolls, make them ourselves. Oh, that's an amazing one at the um, Cannington Servo. Oh, no. Homemade, homemade, amazing. Anyway, my point is I think we've started off as a great product, the sausage roll, and as time has gone on and convenience food yeah. has it, – they're just not as good as they used to be, except for the odd place, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what do – you, do you have anything like that? I mean, the lamington I for think... me is similar – I, I am sounding like I'm straight out of a CWA you still cookbook. Eat lamingtons? Right? Well, not as much anymore. They used to be the fundraiser because they they're not as good. <laughs> and the fundraiser for the footy teams, you know, used to be lamington drives, and now it's a bunch of Freddo frogs. I know. Gross. You know what I mean? It takes all the fun out of it. I think for me, it's um, fish and chips. Oh, aren't as good as they used to be. I remember, remember when I was a kid, and like as an early adult, first moved out of home. Yeah. I, you could buy. Like two bucks would buy you oh, a massive mound yeah. of fish and chips. And they would always throw in extra. 
That's right. Did you remember that? You'd always get one more piece of fish. You'd always get one more demi. Yeah. To get true. your entire to come back. Now you just get what you order. Yeah. You get two, $2 worth of chips feels like 50 cents worth of chips. Absolutely. Anyway, look, it's just not as good as it used not to be. Not as good as it used and to be. And I want to know who out there who goes, you know what? I had something the other day and it's just not as good as it used to be. This, Pert, this is your chance to have a little bit of whinge. Yes, we support bit, you, We Pert. totally support you. <laughs> Us old curmudgeons here on Mix 94.5. Relationships, not as good <laughs> as they used to be. be. <laughs> anyway, give us a call if you want to share... Uh, what's not as good as it used to be. Janelle and Sam. The Jam. Well, I was having a whinge about a sausage roll, and I've had some good ones, but I've had some real travesties of late. So we were talking about what's not as good as it used to be, and as soon as we went off air, Alyssa, you piped up. You piped up with your food. It's not as good as it used to be. Pizza shapes. Pizza. What is, what's the change? When I was a kid. <laughs> back um, in the day. Back in the day. 24 a, years ago. You'd get a box of pizza shapes and there'd be so much flavour on them and the little bits that fall off. So uh-huh. the yeah. best bit was when you'd finished the bag inside the box yep. and you'd get that silver bag and you'd tip all the bits into your hand and eat those. Oh, yeah. just pure handful of flavour. <laughs> yeah. Ah, they're skimping on the flavour. That flavour's expensive, you know that. Ugh. Yeah, well, we've asked you, uh, what, what in your mind, what is not as good as it used to be? And Russell from Balladura, what do you think? Pies. I reckon you get less and less meat in them. They're, now they're just a mush. And I had one the other day that Rhymes with uh, poor and plenty. There <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of poor and none of plenty. Oh, yeah, look, they're big on the gravy these days, yeah. I've found. And if you don't have to chew your pie, you know, if you can drink it with a straw, not much of a pie, I don't oh, reckon. Oh, how awful. I'm not yeah, saying now, I've done it, but yeah. am I right, Russell? Dis- yeah, you are. And you said you were disappointed with fish and chips. Well, I can tell you where you can get the best ones in the state. Balladura City Fish and Chips. Wow. All right. They're always fresh oil. They're golden brown. They're absolutely the most beautiful you've ever had. And I've had it all over the state and you can't beat them. (laughs) Russell's had it all over the state, listeners. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Always uses the fresh oil. No time. (laughs) Uh, That is awesome, Russell. I'm still on the the hunt for the perfect pie, I've got to admit. I did find one once, which was a steak and onion pie, and I bit into it and they had like a whole – section of onion like they've just taken one big slice through the middle of the onion and they've sat that on the top of the meat and then put the pastry on and it just blew my mind i'm never gonna find it again best pie i reckon i've had in a very very long time all right oh. should we have a t- chat to dan from yeah Bella? come on dan what's uh hey guys what's not G'day. as good as it used to be dan people are probably gonna have a go at me for this but coffee it's not the same anymore oh what? tell us how it's become so mainstream that people just don't care when they're making it anymore it's like I went to a cafe the other day. I'm not going to say where it is. I don't want to embarrass them. But it was like they took two seconds to make the coffee and it was kind of just thrown together and it tasted awful. You couldn't taste the love, Dan. <laughs> no, Where's the love? I missed the love. Where's the love? It's uh, not there anymore with coffee for so me. i got to say, Dan, I went to a cafe in Fremantle once and I was on my way to work and I had about two and a half minutes to get my coffee. So I went, I'll get a quick takeaway and I'm on my way into work caffeinated. And the guy took seven minutes to make my coffee. There was so much love going into it. One of those artisanal baristas. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I just need my coffee now. <laughs> so much love you were late for work. Pretty, yes, exactly. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Dan and Russell. Russell. He's who's no, done he it. No longer. it? Russell has done it all over the state. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not saying that we're, we're, we're middle-aged moaning 
individuals. We just need um, to say we it. just we just recall fonder times. <laughs> fonder times. That's oh. all. Ah, you remember when fruit tingles actually had some tingle in them? That's oh. all I'm saying. You know, now they're just fruit and sweet. <laughs> when did you, you know? last have a fruit tingle? Come yes, on. Did, no, I don't know. I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Janelle and Sam, The Jam. Saturday mornings from 6 on Mix 94.5.